0: It's Daily Thunder, booming out the truth of Jesus Christ live every weekday morning from the Ellerslie campus in Windsor, Colorado. To learn more, visit Ellerslie.com. Welcome to our special holiday 2020 Daily Thunder series. The ministry of Ellerslie has been built upon scripture. As legend has it, every 2x4 in our administration building has a scripture written on it. It's pretty cool, huh? So throughout the month of December, we are going to be delivering 20 Daily Thunder episodes featuring 20 of the most important scriptures that have most defined our ministry over the past 10 years. Due to the Ellerslie team traveling this way and that throughout this month, we will not be meeting in the chapel. So sorry. But the Daily Thunder podcast will still boom forth every weekday. And be expectant, on January 4th of 2021, we will be launching our exciting new model for Daily Thunder. By the way, these 20 most important scriptures were chosen from a list of 50 scriptures. If you would like to get your hands on that list of 50 scriptures, go to ellerslie.com forward slash daily, and you can download the PDF for free. Now buckle your seatbelts. Here's Nathan Johnson. Well, people have often joked with me that
1: Ephesians is my favorite book. And there is some truth to that matter. I mean, I absolutely love the reality of the book of Ephesians, partly because the book of Ephesians is not a correction letter. So many of the the letters that Paul wrote were correction letters, like Corinthians. <laughs> He's looking at the church in Corinth, going, <clears throat> uh, "You guys have some serious problems, and I need to bring some correction." But the book of Ephesians is one of the few that Paul wrote where it's not a correction. It's just Paul giving the delight of just of his expression of Jesus. He's just, wow, let's just focus on Jesus. Let us just ponder his goodness and greatness. And it's more just like it's a book that is bubbling forth out of the heart and mind of Paul that is all centered upon Jesus Christ. Just love that idea. And yes, if you've been following my series through Ephesians, uh, it's been taking a while. (laughs) But I want to give us another passage in this list of 20. And It's not just because it's from the book of Ephesians. In fact, this one and the next session that I'm going to be giving uh, is all on Ephesians. But I just want to give you one of these passages that really comes from the very beginning of Ephesians because it sets a tone and a concept that has become really important, uh, at least in my life, but also in Ellerslie uh, over this last decade. And I want to give you the passage, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. Paul says, "'Blessed be the God and Father.'" Of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Now, if you want to take this passage actually deeper and actually flesh it out, I would encourage you to go back and listen to the series that I have in the book of Ephesians. And I looked at this passage far more in depth than what we're going to cover here. But let me just give you a quick concept. What I love about this passage is that the word blessing or blessed shows up three times. And each time it's in a different form. In other words, one time it's an adjective. It's describing who God is. Blessed is or blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. One of them is a verb. It's an action describing what God has done. He has blessed us. And then the other one is a noun, and it's describing the blessing that we are receiving. And the blessing we receive is every spiritual blessing. And what's so profound about this passage is that Paul is quite clear that every spiritual blessing that you and I receive is actually not random things. It's one thing who is Jesus. In other words, you and I have been given exceedingly great and precious promises. You and I have received incredible, incredible blessings. In fact, if you just want to read Ephesians Chapter 1, verses 3 down through verse 14, Paul gives you a list of a bunch of these blessings. It's not a comprehensive list, but it is a list that describes, hey, you've been adopted and chosen, and you've been redeemed, and hey, you've been marked by the Holy Spirit, and there, there's tremendous blessings listed in Ephesians chapter 1. But listen to what Paul says. He says, every single blessing that you and I receive finds its fulfillment in Jesus. And if you go back to that early study, I give this illustration that has really meant a lot in my mind. It's really helped me understand this whole concept. See, I've always presumed that I need something, say I need some love from God. And so I come up to God in prayer and I say, God, I really need some love. And so, hey, he's like a store clerk and he goes in the back room and he finds this big bottle called love and he comes out and he hands me a pill called love. And I go, oh, that's wonderful, thank you. And I pop the pill and I run off and, and I realize, oh, you know what? It's not love that I needed at all. I actually needed some joy. So I run back to God and say, God, I need some joy. Thanks for the love, but, but I really need some joy. He goes, oh, I've got a, hey, I've got a bottle of that too. And so he go grabs his bottle of joy and gives me a pill. And woo, I got joy. And you realize that's not how God functions. That when I go to God and say, God, I need some love. Do you know what God gives me? God gives me Jesus, who is love. Right? First John chapter 4, verse 8 and 16. God is love. So when I need love, God doesn't give me a concept or this thing called love. He gives me Jesus, who is my love. When I say, God, I need some joy, God doesn't give me a pill called joy. He gives me Jesus. Right? Psalm 16, verse 11. That all the pleasure is found at the right hand of God. That the fullness of joy is in him. So when I need joy, I don't get joy. I get Jesus who becomes my joy. When I need peace, I get Jesus who becomes or who is my prince of peace. What if we apply that into every area of our life? See, it's not I need Jesus plus something. I need Jesus. Well, well God, I, I, really, I really need this thing. Why don't you go after Jesus? Because Jesus does become all things that we need for life and godliness. He, he is the sufficiency and the preeminence of all things. He is all that you and I will ever need. Isn't that a great thought? That in our spiritual lives, the one thing we need is Jesus. Hey, if I'm going through difficulty, do you, do, do you know what I need? I don't need relief. I need Jesus. Hey, when I'm going through financial problems, what I need is Jesus. Smack dab in the middle of my financial problems. Hey, if I'm if I'm having problems with my family, I need Jesus smack dab in the middle of my family problems. Hey, if, if we're going through COVID stuff still, <laughs> what do we need? We need Jesus. Smack dab in the middle of my life and my problems and my issues. So what if Christianity wasn't Jesus plus something? What if the essence of Christianity was Jesus? That is what the New Testament says. That what is eternal life? Jesus. What is salvation? It's a person. What do you need for life and godliness? A person. His name is Jesus. It's amazing too when you think about this idea that if Jesus is all that I need, then the moment I have Jesus, I'm actually, I have all things that I need. That I may think I need love, God gives me Jesus and I find that I don't just have love, I have love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. I do have all things that I need. So, If I can encourage you, do you know what you need in your life? You need Jesus. And when you have Jesus, you have every spiritual blessing. God is not a store clerk. God doesn't give us things. He gives us himself. What an amazing thought. Oh, would you pursue Jesus today? Oh, would you just get crazy with the reality
0: and the life
1: of Jesus Christ?